Hello, this is Jessie Sletton from Empowering Postpartum, and I want to welcome you to the Spanglish World Networks on Zingo TV, channels 250 and 251. Please remember to download both the Zingo TV app on the respective app stores on iOS and Android devices. While you download, leave us a comment, rate us. The app is free. Zingo TV is also available on Google Chromecast, Amazon Fire, Fire TV Sticks, Roku, and Roku Sticks, also on Smart TVs 2016 and forward. Thank you so much again this for spending your Thursday morning with me. And uh, as a reminder, I'm Jessie Sletton. I am your postpartum empowerment coach, helping you feel confident, prepared, and holistically supported from your for your unique journey into parenthood. And today, I'm very excited for this episode because we are going to be talking about a really critical piece in this monumental shift into parenthood. And I think that it's one that so many expecting parents really overlook, and that is nurturing and strengthening the resiliency of your partnership before a baby arrives. And we've done this a lot in these episodes, but I have you really envision and think about your ideal postpartum experience, right? And this life-altering transition into parenthood. It is a huge change, huge, huge change, not only for ourselves physically, mentally, spiritually, but also for our family as a whole and our, of course, partnership dynamic. And I'm sure as you're thinking about this beautiful time, like so many of us, you envision yourself and your partner navigating the journey together, right? Partner being partnership, a team, (laughs) this unshakable team who can support one another through the ups and downs of new parenthood, right? It's a roller coaster ride. So understanding and meeting each other's needs and expectations and really shaping how this beautiful new soul that you're bringing into this world will change and impact your family as a whole. And I'm sure you're just yearning to keep your relationship and connection to one another as a priority, right? Even when you know on some level, whether you've done this before, so you experienced it firsthand, right, or this is your first time experiencing pregnancy and um, postpartum soon to be, and you're entering into your parenthood for the first time, you have some level of understanding that the baby will shake things up, right? <laughs> they will shake things up a lot once they arrive Earthside. But the reality is that this beautiful vision that we've just talked about and this cohesive partnership, this working together as a team and beautifully navigating this together, it just is not going to happen naturally on its own. If you're not intentionally prioritizing your relationship before baby arrives, nurturing your connection, strengthening your communication pathways, ensuring you're both on the same page when it comes to your parenting philosophies and how you plan to share responsibilities of baby care. All of these things, intentionally speaking about planning and prioritizing, if you're not doing that, 
your relationship will start to strain and crack and pushing you further apart instead of growing closer together during this beautiful time. And I'm speaking from experience here, (laughs) not only personal experience, but also professional experience working with families and couples through the fourth trimester transition and in pregnancy. This is one of the biggest areas that I see conflict and stress arising for new parents. With my first kiddo, when we got pregnant and um, we were doing all the things right in pregnancy, doing the classes in the hospital, figuring out, you know, how we wanted to set up the nursery, figuring out um, how our back to work schedule was going to work between my husband and I. You know, we were doing all the planning and we were doing it all together, which I was very fortunate and very excited that I had my partner. Right. My husband truly is my partner. But the thing that we did not do was to talk about how actually bringing our son into the world would change our dynamic and our relationship. And there was a lot of assumptions going on on both sides. (laughs) And we both were raised in two very different homes, right? And so that has an impact, too, on how we were raised ourselves and our expectations that we had built up in our mind on who would do what and how we would approach parenthood and all these different things, right? And not to mention, we were the first of our friend group to have a child. And so we didn't have this frame of reference around us to be able to see kind of a lot of things, right, when it comes to being a parent, (laughs) but also how it changes the dynamic of the relationship. And I see this, too, all the time with clients and parents that I speak to. You know, one of the biggest complaints that I hear and one of the biggest stressing points that I hear is that one parent becomes the default parent or the primary parent, and they are feeling like they're shouldering the burden alone, right? And that's kind of best case scenario. And worst case scenario is we see a lot of resentment coming in and feelings of, I just have another child to take care of in reference to their partner. Nobody (laughs) wants to feel that way, right? Like, no, we don't want to see or view our partner as another kid, another child that we're having to care for. We want to have a unified front, a partner in life and in parenthood, right? So the truth is that baby care, especially in those first few months postpartum, can be all-consuming. And having a, a plan for everything we just kind of touched on, for intentionally supporting your relationship, and having these really important conversations When it comes to sharing the parental load in a way that feels fair and supportive and works for your relationship and your particular lifestyle and, you know, life circumstances is way easier to do proactively than reactively. Once you're in deep, right, in the muck and mire of the newborn trenches, like you're not going to have time or the mental capacity or the patience to sit down to have a constructive conversation, right? Emotions are going to be flying high at this point. You're going to be, if you're the birth giver, you know, you're going to have your hormones trying to regulate and fluctuate. And so the emotions are going to be all over the place, right? 
And one of the things that I hate hearing that advice that new parents end up getting or a way to kind of sweep all of this under the rug is that, oh, it'll get easier. You know, once the kids get older, it'll get easier for you and your partner to, you know, communicate well and help and support each other and refocus on your relationship. Right. But that's that's not the way we want to approach this. Right. Because that just is implying that. You can just put your relationship on the back burner and then it's going to be all fine and dandy when you finally return to it. And hopefully it hasn't evaporated and the pot scalded. Right. And there's no relationship to go back to. (laughs) Because if you do wait, a lot of times this is what happens. Right. You won't have a relationship to go back to or to rebuild or it's a lot more work to rebuild that connection. And and a lot of this is what we see with a lot of people who end up getting a divorce um, and splitting up after having a child is because that relationship just wasn't prioritized or nurtured. Um, and the resentment ended up filling in the cracks and it broke it apart. Right. And a really interesting statistic from the Gottman Institute, which is one of the leading um, experts in uh, relationship research, is that. They've found over their 30 years or more of culminated research that 69% of parents report resentment and arguments and overall dissatisfaction with their relationship after bringing baby home. And this is during a time when you need the most support from one another, right? And the most, um, strength and resiliency in that relationship because that's going to be the foundation of your family, right, that you're building. And I think that this is such an important thing that we have to start bringing more attention to when we're talking about preparing for the postpartum time frame and preparing for this transition into parenthood. And something to keep in mind, too, is that even the non-gestational parent, the non-birthing parent, have their own version of postpartum as well. And so having these discussions about how you both are feeling when it comes to the changes, your hopes and dreams, and what you're worried about, what you're scared of, all of these things, and talking about that ahead of time is so important, as well as what you both need to feel like you are supported from one another and that you feel like your self-care and how you can care for your own mental health and your own physical health is something that you discuss ahead of time so that you guys can make a plan. Um, and I think it's it's something that just doesn't get talked about very often. And we don't know to talk about it because we have these assumptions that we're just going to kind of fold baby into our life, right? And in some ways, that's true. In some ways, it is true. But in a lot of ways, everything changes when we bring baby home. So, you know, a lot of you maybe who are watching have gone through this, right? And this was my experience with my firstborn. And so my relationship suffered immensely after we had our first kid. And there was a lot of things that went into that. And you can go back and watch the you know first episode where I shared my story. You can read it on my website as well. Um, but, you know, there was a lot of complicated factors that went into my first postpartum experience being 
not what I had expected. Um, but this piece, this struggle with my relationship with my husband was something that um, I had not anticipated at all. And it was something that I didn't know how to work through that right away. Right. And so we had to do a lot of work to come back to a good place where we felt like we were supporting one another. And then we built that into our second postpartum plan with how we were going to be turning toward one another in times of stress and overwhelm with a newborn. And now a another kiddo, right, who we are incorporating um, into this whole plan uh, that we didn't have before, like our, our oldest son um, was four. And very much his own person at that time, right? And so making sure that he felt supported through this. So it was definitely something that I want to share with you that there's hope, like even if you've had this experience in the past and you're maybe this is something that you're really worried about because this happened to you. You really felt like your relationship was in shambles after your first or however many births that you've experienced, right? There's hope that you can figure out how to come back together and create this in your plan now for this pregnancy. It can happen. So as you can see through this conversation, right, and the examples I've shared, like most most of us just don't realize how much a new baby can shake the foundation of our relationships, right? And the other side of this is that a lot of partners don't realize the impact that, you know, it will have on their connection as well as their ability to communicate well. And if you already don't have a very good communication style or you struggle with having difficult conversations um, before a baby arrives, then it just you don't have that foundation to fall back on. Right. So it's just as important to come together in pregnancy if you can, if this is where you're at right now, right, and prepare for the changes in your marriage as it is for everything else that we've talked about, you know, making sure that we are centering our healing as the birth givers and postpartum and creating a plan around that, creating a plan around having an actual recovery space, which we've talked about in previous episodes, right? All of that is important, but this is another key factor is how are you going to support, nurture your relationship moving into parenthood? Because otherwise you end up with your marriage unraveling or your partnership unraveling while going through this huge life transition. Right. So not only do you have to deal with all of the things that are happening with your own identity, with your own body, with your own mental health, all of these things from just transitioning into postpartum, right, and birth and labor and pregnancy and all these things. But now you have this unraveling of one of your cornerstone relationships in your life. And that is going to be recipe for mental health struggles and so much more, right? So Like I mentioned before, one of the key areas that people assume that can be a problem, too, is just that you're on the same page when it comes to who's going to do what with helping care for the baby. Right. And they just assume that, oh, yeah, we're on the same page. We know we're going to be, you know, equally sharing the load and 
you know, whatever that might look like in that person, that partner's mind. And in reality, the other person is not envisioning that at all. (laughs) Right. And this is one of the biggest areas that conflict can arise early on in the parenting journey when you have brought baby home and you're not communicating clearly. You're not, um, you know, putting it out on the table to discuss what's important to you and how you can support one another. And this can really add fuel to the fire uh, when it comes to these conflicts and struggles in your relationship during the postpartum time frame. So, you know, with this wake up call or this kind of, you know, ripping off the um, the sheet and revealing, you know, what happens behind the scenes when it comes to your relationship and bringing baby home becomes really clear that we have to start shifting our perspective on your relationship, on our relationships, the dynamic and planning on how we're going to do all of that once once we're in this pregnancy stage. Right. And we can start laying the foundation now. So when we change our mindset on our relationship, that's when we can really start moving forward and creating actionable plans, right? So again, something that's really key that I don't think many of us, and I certainly did not expect it, um, you know, how our own upbringing can kind of resurface as we're entering into our own parenthood, right? How we were raised, um, what we want to keep from that experience and what we don't want to keep from that experience, what things we want to do differently with our own children. Um, and really having that discussion with your partner is super important because the way we raise really, it does impact how we kind of just automatically respond and react as parents, right? It's kind of this ingrained thing that's almost unconscious, a subconscious thing that we have to either unlearn if it's something that we that doesn't align with our our parenting beliefs and our parenting philosophy and how we want to raise our children. Um, and that's where the real hard work is. Right. Is this um, relearning or reparenting of ourselves through this transition into our own parenthood? So now that we talked about like understanding that the shift in mindset is super, super key and that this is an area we have to focus on, how do you go about actually intentionally fortifying your relationship, especially amongst all the excitement of everything else, of getting ready to bring baby home, right? And figuring out the million things that we have to figure out as brand new parents. And the key lies in acknowledging that this is something that you need to address now, right? Understanding that it's something you have to start planning and really start working together on these conversations. And before you approach these with your partner, I really recommend taking time to reflect for yourself what it is that you want in your parenthood, how you want to show up, what's important to you, where you know that you need support because it's something that you already struggle with maybe now, right? Just really being reflective on what you want to talk to your partner about so that when you sit down to have the conversation, you already have your thoughts together, right? Writing it down is a great option. Journaling can really help. Um, really reflecting on your own upbringing, 
things that, like I talked about, that you want to break the cycle with or things that you want to bring into because it was so special and it really meant a lot to you um, growing up. Those kind of things are super important to be able to reflect on for yourself before we sit down to have these conversations with your partner. Um, and it also allows you to have this vulnerability that's really important when we're talking about these kind of things. Um, and that that's the key there. The vulnerability is what really brings us together. Right. It's opening up ourselves to our partners and we feel so much closer when we're able to give and receive that vulnerability when we're having these discussions. <clears throat> so a lot of things that are important that are more of like the communication skills, right, that you're going to need when you're having these conversations, a lot of active listening, right? When one partner is sharing about their, what they want to do, how they want to contribute, what they're good at, you want to talk about your strengths, you know, what you may struggle with, um, which maybe your, uh, your partner has more of the strength in that area. Um, allowing these conversations to be really productive, supportive, um, and open is really key. Um, and then when you are on different pages, figuring out how you can work collaboratively through these differences, right? And being able to have these open and honest conversations. Um, and then figuring out as a couple too, some boundaries that you need to put into place, maybe with each other or more likely with family and, and loved ones, loved ones and friends, right? And how you're going to identify what are your non-negotiables when it comes to your own well-being, your own self-care, all these things, and how you're going to navigate those um, and make it a priority for each other, right? And then sometimes if we have difficulty with these conversations or maybe one partner um, is more reserved or they don't really know how to share about these things, um, modeling is always a great first step. Just being able to be the first person to be that vulnerable person, right, and start talking about these things, being honest and vulnerable about how you're feeling, what makes you worried or scared about this huge transition, um, what are you most excited about, how are you envisioning, um, you know, this changing your relationship in a good way, what are you wanting to do as far as, you know, strengthening that relationship. And the more and more that you are offering these thoughts and feelings and conversations, hopefully, you know, that will start encouraging your partner to also reciprocate there. Um, and it'll get easier and easier for you to share and talk and communicate. And you're building this active listening, open communication um, foundation, these channels so that when things do get hard, you can turn toward one another instead of away from each other. Um, inviting conflict and resentment into your partnership, which we don't want any any of that. Right. We want us to be thriving and happy and supportive of one another as we enter this huge transition. So really, by reconnecting through this open communication and mapping out a shared game plan as a part of your postpartum planning process. Right. What happens is we emerge on the other side with a relationship resiliency that lasts. It's this foundational piece 
upon which everything else is built for your family. And when we change the mindset around communication, prioritizing and planning our relationship and how we're going to be connecting and how we're going to be sharing in the responsibility of parenthood, it really allows you to be on the same page from day one. And that is what is so uh powerful is when we can enter in from day one knowing what each other expects from one another, what we are needing to support each other, and how we can go about doing that. Understanding what is a priority when it comes to those first crucial weeks uh, with recovery for you as the birth giver and how your partner can support in that recovery, um, what their role can be. Um, in helping you make sure that you have the time you need to rest, to um, bond with baby and to, you know, learn, learn how to be a parent as far as, you know, feeding baby, understanding their cues, all these things and how your, your partner can also have space and time for that as well and how you build that in. It really ensures that those communication pathways are strong. It's out in the open. You have a plan and you're ready to bring baby home in the most supportive environment. And you feel like you are true partners in this journey. So now that we've talked about why this shift is so important, what impact it can have right on our on our relationship and on our family as a whole. And this shift in this mindset about prioritizing that relationship and strengthening your connection before birth. Let's talk about how you can actually start doing this, right? And I have the perfect tool for you. It is completely free and it will help you get started with how to have this journey come together as a couple and how you can move through it together as a team. And it's called Baby Proof Your Marriage, an essential guide for preparing your relationship for parenthood. And it is just this beautiful free um, workbook that I've put together um, that you can download. Uh, You can get this if you head over to my Instagram, which is empowering underscore postpartum. Click in my bio and it's um, one of the links there in my bio uh, to grab your free copy. Um, Inside the guide, I have outlined how to go about having these conversations, so tips and tricks for um, having productive conversations. Um, I outline how to make time for your relationship now in pregnancy and in postpartum. I talk about how you can feel more connected before a baby comes. And then how to have these discussions of specifically around divvying up responsibilities, ensuring you're on the same page when it comes to sharing the parental load from day one. So it is a very useful resource, completely free to you. Just head over to my Instagram page again, click in my bio, um, and you'll be able to grab yourself a free copy of that Baby Proof Your Marriage Guide. Um, and I know you're going to love it. It's It's a really great resource. So nurturing your partnership before and after baby, as we've established, is this cornerstone to avoiding these very common relationship pitfalls, right, that we see 
um, in the fourth trimester and, and beyond, because what you're doing now to build this foundation is going to strengthen that relationship and partnership throughout your journey in parenthood and throughout your marriage, right? But it's also important to remember that this relationship support and this focus on that partnership is just one piece of the larger postpartum wellness puzzle, right? Like it's just one tiny piece of that planning process. Um, and in fact, it's one of five essential pillars that we focus on uh, when I work together with my clients one on one through my coaching program. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, my comprehensive empowering postpartum coaching package guides you through creating a holistic plan tailored to your well-being before baby arrives. And I'm by your side every step of the way. So through the eight weeks of the prenatal time frame of the program, uh, we engage in this collaborative planning process around everything that you need to feel prepared for postpartum. We'll develop strategies across those five key areas um, of the program. And then this includes anything from streaming your household tasks and figuring out you know, that whole thing uh, to fortifying your partnership, like we just talked about, all the way to really safeguarding and prioritizing your self-care, healing and recovery. So this, you know, really ensures that you feel supported and confident and connected to yourself and your partner and your baby as you transition into parenthood. And then after those eight weeks of the prenatal planning sessions, you also will get four weeks of just judgment-free support post-birth to help you thrive in this raw and vulnerable fourth trimester. So we'll have weekly check-ins. We'll process your birth experience if that's something that would be helpful. I hold space for that. We talk about that experience because how we experience our birth and our labor impacts so many things in our parenthood, in our postpartum, and in this journey of redefining who we are now that we've experienced this huge life-changing transition, right? And so really holding space and um, helping you process your birth experience is a key piece to this postpartum um sessions, these sessions, um, and the, the, uh, postpartum phase, I guess you could call it of the program. Um, and then what's great about this too, is having those four weeks of support as a, um, certified lactation counselor, you have access to me, unlimited access to me about any chest feeding challenges you might be experiencing. Um, if you are going that route with feeding your baby, or if you're choosing to bottle feed, whether that's pumping or formula, we talk about all the ins and outs of doing that safely, what you need to do. Um, I can help you with the pumping process, making sure you're fitted correctly with your flanges, all of the things that are important um, for that whole process, we will work together through. And then, of course, we just make sure we're keeping a pulse on how your postpartum plan is actually supporting you now that baby's here, right? And so birth and our babies themselves can throw in a monkey wrench with how we are actually entering into this postpartum time frame. And so sometimes we have to make adjustments, right? We can 
plan the best we can for the information and the knowledge that we have now. Um, and then we need to be able to pivot after baby gets here, depending on how much healing is required, you know, especially after um, if you've had a birth that, you know, there was a lot more interventions um, or a lot more healing that needs to happen. Right. So we make these adjustments together. So you never feel like you have to figure this out on your own. I will be right beside you every step of the way through that um, four weeks post birth. So it is truly a comprehensive program where you feel you have the planning and the prepping done and the support and guidance after baby arrives so that you can really feel like you are entering into your motherhood or your parenthood the way that you deserve and the way that you envision and so that you can really have this special sacred time as a family with your new baby, bonding, soaking in those baby snuggles, taking any of the hurdles or pitfalls or challenges with grace and with support so that you feel like you can navigate through those instead of getting stuck. And I think that that is a huge piece um, to this program. And just having somebody to simply bear witness to your journey and to to validate the good, the bad, the ugly, all the experiences and the emotions is so beneficial. And it's one of the greatest gifts that I truly feel that I was given during my second postpartum experience when I hired my coach. Um, And it's one of the greatest gifts and honors that I have working with my clients is being able to hold that space for you. So obviously, ultimately, the program shifts the focus back to you as a multidimensional human being, right? Stepping into your motherhood or parenthood. Not letting you and your needs fade into the background, right? You're not an extension to your baby. You are a full human who deserves the same nurturing and love and care and support as your baby does. And so really embracing all of the magic and messiness that postpartum can bring because you have this support, right? So you'll feel truly empowered to navigate the monumental transition with grace and really secure and planted in who you are, who you're becoming, and and having the support and guidance and help figuring all of this out. You don't have to be alone. That is my biggest, biggest thing of why I do what I do is I don't want you to feel like you are isolated and alone and and just feel like something is broken or wrong because you don't have that support, right? We're not going to let that happen when we work together. We're going to make sure that you have what you need. So I absolutely love this program. It is one of my key cornerstone programs. Um, it is my comprehensive coaching package. It is one-on-one support. So we tailor everything to you, what you need, what your family needs. Um, and one of the big pieces like we've been talking about today is this relationship piece and really making sure that you have the support and the guidance on how to figure this out as a team. And that is something that's a really big benefit to this one-on-one program 
is if you are struggling with these conversations with your partner or you're trying to figure out, you know, I don't even know how we're going to make this work with his work schedule or my work schedule is so challenging and all these things. You have like this outside, you know, more neutral perspective where I can come in and help look at that with you. Um, we can, you know, practice even having these conversations, right? How getting out how you want to communicate what your thoughts and feelings are, um, figuring out, you know, what's important to you. All of these things um, we can work through in these planning sessions so that you can feel confident in having these conversations with your partner. Um, I've had clients in the past who have had their partners uh, go through this um, planning process with with them and and me together. Um, that's an option too. It's a wonderful option. I get very excited when um, partners uh, get on the call with me and we start working through these things together. Um, you know, it's a it's a wonderful bonding experience just to be able to have that process together, creating the plan together, um, and getting it all out on the table with this you know safe place to do so, the safe space to have these conversations. So that's always a really great option to um, when you choose to work one on one with me um, for this, you know, coaching process. So I just wanted to um, make sure I didn't have any comments here because I am live streaming on my platforms too, my social platforms. Um, but I'm not seeing them right now. So I think we're good. But I hope that this has been like an eye-opening episode for you, something that maybe has gotten you thinking about, okay, I know I've been following Jesse for a while. I know I need to start preparing and planning for my postpartum um, in these areas, like my nutrition, my own healing and recovery, how I'm going to, you know, figure out and navigate household support, creating my, my postpartum village, all of these things, right? It's um, all interconnected, but this relationship piece is always something that seems to surprise people or, oh, yeah, I probably should start thinking about that. Right. And so hopefully this episode gave you some really great ideas on how you can start um, incorporating it, how you can start shifting this mindset um, and this understanding of we need to prioritize a relationship before baby gets here so that it's easier for us to come together during this time and partner together truly uh, instead of inviting in this resentment or, you know, things that can really start to make our relationship crumble um, with the stressors and the challenges of bringing a newborn baby home and this all-consuming care that we have to kind of navigate, especially in those first few months after birth. So, um, you know, as we wrap up today's show, um, I really hope that you will set this priority for yourself and nurture your partnership and relationship and understand how aligning your parenting expectations uh, is so key and critical. Um, and then really focusing in on how to come together as a team before birth and how that can really set you up for not only your partnership and your marriage or, um, you know, for success, but your family as a whole, right? Because your relationship is that foundation of the family. And when you are strong and resilient and 
you are, you know, working well together, that spreads out into the family structure as a whole, right? And so it's super important that um, you are really thinking about these things ahead of time. And if you are ready to proactively prepare for this postpartum phase and have that guidance and support navigating through it once baby actually makes it earthside, then I would love for you to head over to my website, which is just empoweringpostpartum.com. And if you click at the top of the website, there's the work with me page. If you click on that, the first thing that pops up on there is my um, empowering postpartum coaching uh, program. And that is that one on one program uh, I talked about today that really encompasses this whole picture of postpartum wellness um, and how working together we can make sure you feel prepared and confident while also being supported and guided through your fourth trimester um, and really feel secure in that postpartum time frame so that you can free yourself up for actually enjoying this fleeting time because it does go by fast and you know it's it's hard and it's beautiful and it's challenging and it's all the things right it's this roller coaster this spectrum of experience um and the more prepared and supported we are through that journey the more that we can really enjoy all of it the messiness the beautifulness of it and and not feel like we are losing ourselves along the way or losing our relationship along the way right so definitely head over to my website, check out that um, empowering postpartum coaching package. Um, and I would love to answer any questions. If you have them, you can always shoot me an email, um, jessie at empoweringpostpartum.com. You can find me on all the social networks. Um, I'm on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, as well as over on Pinterest, you can find a lot of great resources um, and blog post articles and things like that that I've written, which are also on my website. Um, that just gives you a lot of great information on creating these postpartum plans and how you can really help support yourself and your family um, preparing for this time and how to navigate through it. So I would love to hear from you. Let me know if you enjoyed this episode. Um, email me or DM me on the social channels. Um, and if you have any questions regarding the um, coaching program that I covered today, I'm happy to answer those as well. We can talk about if it's going to be a good fit for you um, and your family. And uh, there's a lot of other ways that we can work together as well. If that doesn't seem to be the perfect fit, um, I have lots of other services that we can talk through as well. Um, I just want you to feel supported and uh, prepared for your postpartum journey. And that's the biggest important thing at the end of the day is that you feel confident in this transition because when that confidence and that support is there for us, Right. We can kind of start feeling that space and that availability within ourselves to open up and have that for our partners. And also, of course, for for our babies. Right. Like that's the biggest thing is having that presence, that um, emotional ability to 
be there and be in the moment of the postpartum experience and, and being able to connect and bond deeply with your little one because your needs are being met and you are getting what you need to be able to heal deeply, to be able to ensure that you are nourishing your body in the way you need to. Um, if you're choosing to chest feed, you know, making sure that you uh, have a supported milk supply and that you are eating enough so that you can have enough energy to be able to navigate through this like all consuming care, right? With your newborn baby. All of those things are so important. It all starts with us. It starts with us and it starts with recognizing and advocating for ourselves that we deserve this time and this, this nourishment and this support during this huge transition. And that will spread, right? It'll spread out from us and into our family and into our partnerships and into our bonding with our babies and our older children through this time. So again, grab your freebie on my bio in at Instagram for baby proofing your marriage and also check out my website with my work for me page, work with me page um, for my coaching package and coaching program and send me any questions that you guys have. Um, follow me over there. I, I love to just connect with you outside of, of this one-sided TV screen, right? (laughs) I love having conversations with you all. So let's connect um, and make this a two-sided thing, right? All right. So thank you so much again for trusting me to be a part of your parenting journey. And I look forward to connecting with you all again over in social media land or in the emails. Um, And of course, to see you again next week. Um, for our next episode, which is going to be centered around emotional resiliency in postpartum. Um, and I'm really excited for that particular uh, episode. It's going to be chock full of um, just mind-blowing things that I'm excited to share with you guys, um, as well as resources and all the stuff that we always try to cover in these episodes. Um, remember that this show can also be heard on the Spanglish Radio Network. And please check out SpanglishWorld.ca for all the news and programming. Spanglish World, watch it, hear it, read it, download it, live it. And thank you so much again. And I will see you all next week. And I hope you have a great week and weekend.